never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a canceled death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change Bigger, 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 bigger <laughs> T. Joined, as always, by the man whose name comes first in the name of this podcast. Because he is the Big C, Clint Clark. CC, how you doing, buddy? I mean, I'm fantastic. I mean, we, you know, we have tinkered with changing the name, and we still might. But, uh, but I mean, I don't think we're going to change it to Bigger T, Big C. Um, no, no, no. No, it's big C. Just big C, bigger T flows better. It's yeah. funny. I got a text message before we started recording. And um, and I don't feel like we're spoiling anything because everybody knows it's coming. Um, yeah. But they're like, when am I going to hear Big C, bigger T talk about Bobby Petrino? And I'm like, <laughs> it's funny. We're recording at 4 30. Well, that's right. It's, it's Wednesday afternoon. Like, we like, we kind of we let it marinate on us a little bit. And, yeah. uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, Clint, um, I work at a public school. Okay. Work at, uh, well, it used to be Camden Harmony Grove. Now it's Washtenaw County Harmony Grove because yes, they changed it. Um, and one of the things I've been doing lately is I've been filling in for, uh, one of the principals. He's also over transportation. Uh, he's, he does PE for the elementary. And so I've been filling in some in his PE classes, which pretty much I, I just take them outside and we play. Well, I did the first grade. Uh, now you remember other... coach Smith just, I mean, he had a PE group that he literally went out there threw about seven or eight balls on the football field and then locked the gate. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, I mean, let me, let me tell you something. You couldn't get away with that nowadays because this is, this is a hundred percent shoot, hundred percent factual. Yeah. That happened. That's right. Uh, I'm not going to name yeah. which, it, but it was Terry. He just threw a bunch of balls out there. Yeah. He, these kids irritate me to no end. He yeah. would throw the balls on the field and lock the gate. That's right. Um, now I take them to the playground and then uh, I tell them no playing in the Gaga pit. You ever play Gaga ball? I can't say that I have. Okay, it's a it's a big thing now. It's huge. Okay, kids love it. It's kind of like it's kind of like dodgeball, except all the kids are in like this octagon shaped pit, and uh, except you can only you can only throw the ball like you hit it underhanded, 
and you can only hit them uh, knees and below. Okay, if you, if you get hit in the knees and blow, you're out. So you jump the wall, and it's like a the, the octagon's right. like a um like a, just a small wall you can jump over it or whatever. Anyway, kids love it, but it always leads to arguments because some kid always right. I don't want to go out. Anyway, sorry. So before for these PE classes, I go especially for the little kids. I go to their classroom, pick them up, they line up, and they follow me out to wherever we're going for PE. Okay. So <clears throat> I go to this is first grade class. And while, while I'm out there waiting, I got there early. So I'm sitting out in the hall and I kind of look in the classroom and they're watching a video. Well, some of the teachers had made this video. I think it was teachers. I don't know who it was, but they made a video of a guy dressed in a Grinch costume and he's going around through the elementary school and all the classrooms and he's taking stuff out of the classroom and moving stuff around and, just doing Grinch things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's, you know, he's, he's doing Grinch stuff. Right. And so, uh, it's silly. It was fun. They had fun music behind it. And he's, you know, he's playing hopscotch in the halls and he's doing all kinds of stuff and playing different games in all the rooms. And, and the kids are all, Oh, he's in our room. And they're noticing like he put posters up of himself all over the place, and pictures and all that kind of stuff. And so the kids start noticing all of it, you know, well, you know, and this is them coming back from Thanksgiving break, you know, getting ready for Christmas. So after that, we go out in the, in the playground and I do this little deal where I have the kids raise their right hand and, and they got to swear to me, they're not going to get in fights and not going to be mean to each other and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, they never listen, but anyway. And so then I noticed this one little kid, like he looked like he was about to cry. And I said, I said, buddy, what, are you okay? And he had a friend with him. And his friend spoke for him. His friend said, he's scared the Grinch is going to come get him on the playground. This little boy was scared. Like, he saw that video, and all of a sudden, like, he, he's literally terrified yeah. that the Grinch is going to come get him. This poor, poor kids have anxiety. I said, buddy, I said, listen, I said, I said, if that old Grinch shows up, I'll I'm bigger than he is. I'll body slam him. He said, You will? I said, I've done it before. He said, You have? I said, Yeah. He started bothering me one time. I just picked him up and threw him on the ground. He said, I don't know. I'm I'm still afraid he's gonna come out here and get me. I said, Well, you know, I said, you know, the principal, Mr. Patterson. Mr. Patterson uh, is our principal, neat guy. He's got a broken foot right now, and it's it's in a boot. And he's got one of those scooters yeah. that he, you know, you put your knee on and scoot around or whatever. I said, I said, well, hey, if he even gets close to the school, Mr. Patterson has video cameras all over the school, and he can see them from his office. And if he sees him, he's gonna get on that scooter. And he's going to chase him down and kick him with that super boot he wears. <laughs> he said, he will? Said, yeah, he will. He said, oh, no, I'm still scared. Clint, that kid did not leave my side the whole PE. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't leave. Like, 
Like he just he just stood right there beside me the whole time. He was scared of the Grinch. I said, I said, look, have you seen the movie? I said, the Grinch ain't that he don't want to hurt nobody. He just wants to mess up Christmas. I said, he just wants to take people's gifts and stuff. And then then he ends up giving them back anyway. I said, he I said, he's not that bad of a guy. He just he just kind of misunderstood. Just because anyway, he's a bad guy doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Anyway, so that's what your public schools are doing now, folks. You're terrifying little kids with you know, you say that's not a new thing. I want to tell you, when I remember being like in third or fourth grade and they're telling us about Bigfoot, I was a young, you remember me? I was a young lad with anxiety. Like everything scared me. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm just telling you, I was a terrified kid. <laughs> um, and I just remember going home and sleeping in the floor in Tom and Sue's room because it was a shadow that I swore that was the shadow of Bigfoot coming to get me. I didn't know you were scared of Bigfoot. Well, I'm not. I mean, obviously, you know, they. Mm -hmm. I, I, I kept telling the teacher, like, I saw Bigfoot last night. She finally goes, Clint, Bigfoot's not real. Oh, and he that's, is. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't believe her. I'm like, no, you're lying now. You know, I, I seriously, you know, in Valonia, they have the Bigfoot, like, get-together, you know, people that say they've seen him and stuff. Did you know that? I know that. No, I didn't know that. They have, they have one of those, you know, if you ever watch that Finding Bigfoot show, they go to some of those conventions yeah. you know i'd love to go to one of those just to people watch no because it's not going to be the best and brightest there oh no it won't be you you're not going to see like a ceo a ceo of a company be like you know what i was out with my wife no but Clint, they, they believe everything they say it's billy bob bob from the trailer down on down on 64 yes. like hey, and man. it would be it would be comic gold because you know bigfoot the, i mean it's gonna be look me and you I, i'm feel fully confident we'll have the most teeth in the in the uh meeting. yes 110 percent clint uh, clint you know how entertaining that would be no we need to make we actually need just to, to get in there like look just just to get in there and just listen and just to soak it all in and just yeah <laughs> well, I, I wonder which one would have a more interesting because I've been thinking, like, who would have a more interesting cast of characters there? The Bigfoot, I've seen Bigfoot convention in Bologna or a pro wrestling locker room. I, I, I think the <clears throat> I think Bigfoot, I really do. Bigfoot, Bigfoot, yeah. And and, and Bigfoot, pro wrestling, I, pro wrestling it. locker room is pretty entertaining too. Wrestling locker room is pretty entertaining, but. Oh, it is. But their stories are true. Yeah. And not figments of imagination. But that I mean that yeah, that'd be part of a big of it. It's like you can just you can just make it up. So yeah. Travis, anything interesting happened with football this week? Oh. Um anything at all? I mean, we're kind see. of in the, we're we're in the off season for Arkansas. Um, yeah, there's not much you know, not much making news. Um, you know, just the usual you know um oh well there was there was that one thing yeah there was they, that they, one. they did hire a coach they hired they hired an offensive coordinator and like you've been asking for they hired one with head coaching experience one that knows the state of arkansas like Pittman said 
Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you know, I was really hoping they would get somebody, you know, Pittman, you know, this year, this season, his lack of head coaching experience showed. Uh, we felt like he missed Odom. And so he needed somebody with some head coaching experience. Uh, you need somebody that can run a creative offense, that can find weaknesses in other teams and exploit them. Um, you know, and so – Man, they went out and they they really they looked at all those things on paper and they found what they think is the guy. Eddie, I mean the resume's good. Um it's a resume. And I and I I absolutely hated it. Um <laughs> I absolutely I, I hate it. I think um look, folks, here's the deal. We're just gonna be upfront and honest with you. Uh, most podcasts and Razorback shows that you're listening to and watching right now across the state of Arkansas are elated and excited. The, the, the guy who got us the 10 wins last time is back. Uh, when it all costs, he's, he's back, baby. Redemption tour. Bobby Petrino is back. And they're excited oh. about it, okay? Um, we'll talk about how we think about it, but I will tell you that Clint and I uh, were probably both looking at our possibilities in the transfer portal. Yeah, yeah. If oh. if I, and if Arkansas State had any other coach besides Butch Jones. <laughs> I might be wearing an Indian hat right now, but I'm I'm still or going a red wolf. Hat. Either one, um, a red wolf. Sorry, yeah, I could, my bad. You know, let my tech, my tech roots um, come back. Now, me, you know, and I was I was like I was definitely I was done as a Razorback fan. I was absolutely done. I'm like I'm done. I'm done. I hope they lose every game. I'm done. Felt like Pittman sold me so, and then I started really thinking about it. And by the way. Um, we can be happy that Petrino's back, and that, that's fine. But let's not kid ourselves. This is not the by Petrino who who left the locker room and quit on the Atlanta Falcons, who was just a good football coach. Um, and that that's but he did that. That was a big big mistake, and that's part of the reason. Like he handled quitting the Atlanta Falcons about as poorly as a man could. Yeah. Um, and and I, maybe Petrino's grown up enough that he realizes that too. Um, but he, he, he got fired at Arkansas, took a rehabilitation job at Western Kentucky. If you're Western. Well, hold, on, hold on just a second, Clint. I want to say this. Go ahead. My, my dislike, I'll speak for myself, but I think Clint agrees with me, would say this. Our dislike and not liking Petrino as a coach is not about X's and O's. It's not about wins and losses. It's not. And for me, it didn't start with the motorcycle accident. Hmm. It started when he was in the midst of winning a lot of games for Arkansas. When I started looking at it from, try to look at it from a perspective other than just a Razorback fan. If you remember when he was here before, everybody was saying, the national media hates us. 
because they have a vendetta against Bobby Petrino uh, because he was because he left the Atlanta Falcons the, and ESPN doesn't like us because the Home Depot is a big sponsor and the owner of Home Depot owns Atlanta Falcons. So that's why ESPN doesn't rank us high. That's why they don't talk good about us. Yada, that, that stuff was going on. Everybody hates Arkansas because they have, a you know, because we stole him from Atlanta, right? The problem was um, I, I just didn't see that. I, I didn't see that that could be the case. I, I, I didn't think that would happen with everybody. So I called one of my buddies. I, I, I thought we got a lot of negative press. I, I think – I don't know if you remember the offensive lineman, Derek Deese. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I remember getting in a text argument with him defending Bobby Petrino at the time. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he was – anyway, but then turned out he was right. But go ahead. Well, and so what I did during that time, I had a friend that uh, – and I won't say his name because I don't, I don't want to – but he worked on a national syndicated uh, sports talk show. Okay. He was like, at that time, the show was on TV and radio. Okay. Like the mic, you know, like a lot of the shows. And so I just asked him, I said, what does the national media think of Bobby Petrino? And he said, Travis, he's, not a good guy. He said when he comes in to do interviews, he's rude. He treats people bad. Um, he said there's a reason he only stays at all his jobs for a couple, two or three years. Everywhere he goes, that's a, look at his look at his. Clint was about to go through his resume. Oh well, yeah, his, his resume post Arkansas, post Arkansas, uh, but even before that. You know, yeah. like at Auburn. But the thing he tried, is, to, he tried to go around as head coach to get the job there. And he tried to go around Tuberville to steal the job there. Uh, everywhere he's gone, he only lasts a few years because he ticks people off. And he doesn't recruit well because people don't like him. Yeah. That's just the truth. But, well, but – here, here it, it, I'm going to go down his resume now, and why, why this? You're a jerk to people because you're either insecure or you have an ego. Uh, with Bobby Petrino, I think a lot of it was the latter. Um, he probably thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, and a lot of times he probably is. But the fact is, if you look at what he did after Arkansas, when he went took the rehabilitation job at Western Kentucky, right, Travis? Yeah. And then he 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 took that. He got the opportunity to go back to the place where he made his name, um, Louisville. Yeah. Where he was head coach and did a great job at Louisville the first time. What happened to him at Louisville once Lamar Jackson was no longer there, Travis? Oh yeah, he was gone. He got fired. He found out during the middle of filming his coaching show that he got fired. Yeah. Um, no Harley Davidson needed. Yeah. Got fired. So then he goes to Missouri State. What was the record his last year there, Travis? What, five wins? Five and six. 
And now they they about beat Arkansas at home, mm-hmm. but that but that was an Arkansas team that we had a defensive player on that team, on that that was on the podcast that said, yeah, we really just thought we'd go out there and just win, and we weren't going to have to try. Mm-hmm. They completely overlooked Missouri State. Shouldn't have happened, you know, but that's what happened. And we heard that. I'm not going to name the player's name. Go back and watch the podcast. It was a defensive player um, mm-hmm. who's not in the transfer portal. There's your clue. Um, so, um, so he went five and six there, and he went to – then he, he literally went from that. I'm not sure if they fired him or if he just decided he'd had enough of that or if he thought the being um, – <laughs> Being an offensive coordinator at a at a power five school was better. But he went to then he took that and went to Texas A&M. No, nope, wait. There was a stop before that. Oh, we went to UNLV and then he went from UNLV. For a cup of coffee. I ain't gonna blame that on him because if I'm at UNLV and Texas A&M comes calling off yeah. in the same position, you you've got better toys automatically. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna fault Petrino on that one. No. Like, and I love to fault Petrino. Nobody dislikes my Petrino more than me. Um, so this isn't this isn't the Corvette pulling up in front of Razorback Stadium. This is a this is like a this is like one this is like a old car that needs restored. Yeah, it's like a an '88 Corvette that's got some potential, but tires need change. Got oil leak, needs it yeah. reupholstered. Bobby Trino needs to rehabilitate his image. Well, and, and here's the deal, Clint. And I look, man, I'm a preacher, man. I base my life on redemption stories. I preach it. I teach it that people can redeem, be redeemed that. Okay. Um, but you just told his life since he left here when it comes to coaching. Mm-hmm. That's what I have the problem with. Yes, the guy can go out there and he can put a game plan together and can call some great plays and can pick out the weaknesses of the other team as good as anybody that's out there, okay? I I believe that with all my heart. The problem is, is he's only going to be able to do it for a couple years, and then he's probably going to go off and do something else. He's going to get wear out his welcome, what whatever's going to happen now. And in the meantime, he's going to do things like, I don't know, be little and cuss out a quarterback on the sideline and on national television, yell across the field at the opposing coach and cuss them out. That's something to be real proud of your coach. Okay. But here's the deal. Okay. Maybe Pittman can calm him down. Okay, maybe he's exactly what Pittman needs. Maybe he's the bad cop. Pittman's the good cop. And maybe they, and maybe they need each other. I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping it works. I, I still don't like it. I don't like it, but also I get it. Um, on paper, it makes a lot of sense. Okay, yeah. On paper, it makes a lot of sense. But it, I'll, I'll just put it this way: I was embarrassed before. I am not factoring in the motorcycle incident. I'm not factoring that in. I was embarrassed to have him as my coach before the motorcycle incident. No, I I was embarrassed by the way he quit Atlanta. Yeah. 
By the way, you you look them players in the eyes and say, look, I got this opportunity, blah, blah, blah. Bobby Petrino has a history of one thing. Well, more than one thing. One of the things he has a history of is lying to his boss. Um, and, and look, and I've heard stories too. But I've heard stories about his dad treated him pretty rough. You know, when he would lose football games, his dad would make him sleep on the front porch as a kid, like in Idaho where he grew up. Okay. And the cold, um, he got treated rough. And so, yeah, he, he came about it naturally. Okay. And maybe he's calmed down. I, I know Rick Schaefer was talking about, he's seeing some things on LinkedIn some pictures of him with the grandkids and, you know, he's hoping he's calmed down and things like that. And, and I hope he has, and I, and I hope, you know, when he, when he came and apologized at the touchdown club and, he did all those kind of things, man. I, I mean, I really do. I hope it works out because I love the Razorbacks. I'll never quit rooting for the Razorbacks. And I, I hope, I really do. I hope this is exactly what the Razorbacks needed. Um, it, but here's the here's the thing: is is, is there's a good a good por- good portion of the fan base that's on board with this? Oh yeah. Uh, I hope you prove. I hope Petrino proves me and you wrong. I do. I, really I want to be do. wrong. I want to be wrong. Nothing. Be wrong. It, it, it is. It is over. It is done with. Me and Travis can dislike it all we want. Bobby Petrino is the offensive coordinator of the state of the I'm University. Of he will be on the sideline wearing Razorback gear. Um, so, because here's another thing, Clint. Here's another thing. I really like Sam Pittman. Yeah. I didn't like some of the decisions he made this year. I thought his inexperience as a head coach showed is the reasons he's been an assistant and not a head coach all these years showed this year. But I want Sam Pittman to leave on good standing. I want him to be able to leave and go and retire in hot springs like he wants to do. And if Bobby Petrino coming in as offensive coordinator can help him do that, then I'm all for it. Yeah. And so, um, look, from what, you know, Trey Biddy's saying, there's some excitement with recruits uh, that are that are actually out there, you know, saying, hey, you know, they're excited about it. Uh, there's excitement with some of the players. Um you know, there was a deal came out today. KJ was leaving, and then, uh, then he posted on Instagram. I haven't made up my mind yet. So uh, that was turned out to be a false uh, deal there. I'm anxious to see what what KJ decides. Yeah, here's my thoughts on 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 like the KJ situation. There, there's not been a someone that's who's had a man a bigger man crush on KJ Jefferson than me. Um, when KJ got recruited out of the state of Mississippi to play be the Arkansas quarterback, he got recruited to play four years with possibility of a redshirt year. Mm-hmm. He has given the University of Arkansas a redshirt year in four years. Mm-hmm. He has given what we ask of him. He is he is also leaving the University of Arkansas with a degree as a graduate. Mm-hmm. So KJ wants to go have fun somewhere his last year. 
go do it. You've earned he to me, he's earned the right to do it. Um, you know, yeah, if he wants to go make a money grab, go make a money grab. Yeah. You um, you've given us you have given us what we ask, and uh he's left and whether whether you like him or don't, he's leaving with a whole lot of records that probably won't be touched for quite some time, if ever. Well, the thing is, he's looking at a new offense. Again. An offense that's going to resemble more Enos's offense than it's going to resemble Browse's offense. Okay. Now, Petrino showed with Lamar Jackson that he can adjust it and make it work. Yeah. For, for a mobile quarterback, too, though. Okay. So, so it'll be. I'm saying it'll – I thought Enos did a horrible job, okay? I, Petrino will do a better job of giving whoever quarterbacks a chance to to do well, okay? Um, you know, this year it, it had to be a frustrating year for KJ. Because mm. he – it reminded me – you remember um, David Carr – Derek Carr's older brother. Mm. He got ruined at Houston because the offense line was so bad. That man took such a beating. I remember watching um oh, who was the guy from Greenbrier that went to um went to SMU? I'm brain farting on his name. Nathan something. Yeah. Anyway, I I, I want to say for sure, but that's definitely not it. No. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he went and I watched him that he opened up his first ever start was against Baylor when Baylor, I believe had RG, RG three, just won the Heisman. They were opening up their new stadium. He'd been named the starter. And that was the worst beating I've ever seen a man take. Mm. I mean, he took a beating and he never was the same. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just, it, 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 KJ didn't have a chance to show what he could do. Um, and in the offensive line, and, and you know, I was listening to Josh Pate. I'm getting off on a tangent here. I'm sorry, Travis. Josh Pate, I love his stuff. And he's talking about, well, you know, losing hurts. If you're an Arkansas fan, the losing hurts. Because, but we as Arkansas fans, we have lost before. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we have, we've experienced some losses. Yeah. What was disappointing and what hurts more than anything was the complete ineptitude on the offensive line. And Pittman kept, he, and he said it something really in his last, last thing. And this tells you how good the coaching is in the SEC. Because we were able to move the pocket and stuff against Florida. And when we played Auburn, they had figured out, they already knew what we were going to do. And they were ready for us to move the pocket, and and they stopped it. Because we were just so much better than FIU mm-hmm. that, it didn't, that it didn't matter. And then they played Missouri, and and that happened. Um. So yeah, it it, it this it, that's what stings more than anything is just the complete nightmare the offensive line was. Well, and and here's the deal. I have no doubt Petrino is going to do things to hide those weaknesses. Yeah. 
Because Petrino never had the best offensive lineman. Petrino never had great defenses. Okay, he he had he knew how to hide those things. Okay, he knew he knew how to hide them. Now look, Petrino's not going to be a great recruiter. In fact, they probably won't send him out to anybody's houses. They didn't when he was head coach. No. He stayed on campus and he was the, the closer. Okay. He would come in and uh, you know, they would just okay, here's our head guy, you know, and the position coaches did all the recruiting. Uh he's gonna need good assistants under him that are good at recruiting. Okay. Which we got some there. Jimmy Smith's a great recruiter. If he can talk Gotten into staying, Gotten's a great recruiter. Um you know, but now he's got a taste of calling plays. You know, it may be hard to keep him. Um, you know, the tight end coach is a good recruiter. Morgan, I think's his name. Yeah. We'll see what happens with the offensive line coach. Uh, now, one thing they did talk about is this may open it up for Pittman to be able to work with the offensive line a little more. Yeah. Um, in the same way Nick Saban works with the D-backs. A little bit. Now he won't be the position coach, right. but he'll have he'll have someone else be the position coach. But uh, they they think he'll, which I think Pittman tried to do toward the end of the season, where he flowed down there and and did some work with them. I figure a couple of days a week he'll he'll probably try to at least you know well, run drills with them. If you're Sam Pittman, you he, he you know he said when he got here, you he didn't come here to get fired. Yeah. Um. I don't know um, if you're like, if you're a chef and you're on a competition cooking show and they're doing an elimination and you're known for making omelets, you dang, you're going to be sure you dang sure don't get sent home on omelets. Yeah. Right. If you're at football coach and you're specialties, the offensive line, I'm going to be dadgum sure I'm not going to get fired because the offensive line. That's right. I have no doubt that Sam Pittman, whether it's the transfer portal, rolling his sleeves up, coaching him himself, he's going to get that offensive line fixed. I, I would hope it wouldn't have taken all offseason, all this. Yeah. But I think – I've got faith he's going to get it fixed. And, and and you know, all the things you've, you've mentioned are reasons why if Petrino's attitude is in check, you know, if his stuff's in check and it's going to be a good marriage, it could be perfect. Because the things you're met, you're you are saying, are strengths of Sam Pittman. Mm. It was a solid recruiter, mm-hmm. solid. Um, he's got a good defensive staff, and he's got some good athletes on defense. Um, yep. I, they're going to need to get some pieces from Porter. Obviously, we lost um, Poopal and Jordan Crook and Jordan Crook. So you you took a couple hits, but we still got Thomas and. Sherman, you know, they, they were they were good hands on that linebacker core. Gene Thomas, yeah. And uh, I think Greer, I think this was his COVID years. So I think he's gone. So mm. they're gonna they're gonna lose a couple, but they've also they had some uh, I think Marco Avant, they they had some recruits there that are that I think they really liked. And um we're gonna we're gonna see, you know, you're gonna see some I, I don't see Landon Jackson coming back. If I because I've seen him as a first round pick, 
Yeah, with with um. Oh, uh, what's his name? Um, who's the pundit? The Mel Copper. Mel Copper. Yeah, with him talking about him being one of the top pass rushers. Yeah, he's not coming back. I bet you. Well, I can't blame him. Um, no. I mean, you, you're if you're if you're going to the first couple rounds, uh, and it would, you know, and I, I still I'm still the belief that KJ would have a great combine um, if he got if he gets an invite. But yeah, I don't. He doesn't. Or, or you know, if he goes, I, I mean, I just think I think he'll test well. But that's just me. But it's one of the things where I think you know he's got pieces in place. If he can just get the, if he can get the offensive line and the play calling fixed, and and Dad Gun, he's got the tools to do it. He's got himself and Bobby Petrino. Um, I, I think I think you know it's. Well, once I, again, and Bobby's going to be, a, a, he's an experienced head coach. That can be that sounding board also, so. Yeah. All right, Clint. Um, let's turn over to basketball. No son of mine's gonna play shooty hoops. Went down to the the Bahamas, beat Stanford, and was it two overtimes? The yeah. first game, and then just got wore out the next two games against Memphis. That one kid from Memphis just went off. And then, uh, then I didn't get to watch a lot of the North Carolina game, but yeah, I didn't either. I will good. say this: I felt like the Memphis game, and Arkansas fans are always blaming the blaming the refs. The, to say that was poorly officiated would be an understatement. I thought it was some horrific officiating. Yeah, um, how many technicals did we we got? Like at least three technicals called on us. Yeah, and none of and none of them even looked that bad. Yeah. Now, that being said, I did not hear words. Um, so I don't know what they said. But there there was some there was some obviously some bad officiating. But there was at least at least three technicals I can remember um in that game. Now we've got some guys that have been kind of pushing the limits. Trevin Brazil, he's gone a little too far, if you asked me a couple times, um on us on some things and gotten away with some stuff but anyway um what i saw is this team is not yet playing good team defense that's one thing they 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 got to work on and they're not uh sharing the ball on offense very well so um, let, me ask, let me ask you this do you think it was a mistake to go somewhere like that and no, play the they game? Learn, they learn from that and, and you know, there's there's a meme. I'm sure the the listeners or watchers have heard it um, that that Eric Musselman broke down the tape himself. It's something that he normally lets his assistants do. Like he broke the tape down and gave everyone every player a cut of, of theirs. Um, mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was discouraging. Uh, North Carolina just felt like it was, they it got away from us early. The Memphis game I thought was nip-tuck. I really think the officials made a difference. Whether Memphis would have won or not, I do think they made a difference. Um, and uh, you always – you want to feel like the referees have no 
nothing to do with the outcome. And I, I couldn't say I felt this way. Well, and, and the, the thing is, the way we're scoring right now is isolation ball on defense, on offense. And that's not sustainable. You can do that every now and then in a game where, you know, like a guy like Marks will isolate himself and, and score or or some of the other guys, but you can't you can't do that game after game. And that's what we're trying to do right now. Yeah. And um, you know, you can you can do that in NBA. Uh that's that's not you don't need to do that in college. It's not good. Um yeah. and so um and we just don't have the you know but part of that's these guys just learning to play together. There's a lot of new guys on the team and they just gotta learn to play together. And that's what's happening. I still think this is a very talented team. I still think they're gonna make a run in the tournament. Uh no matter what happens tonight against Duke. It's this is still a talented team that's gonna, I think, gonna do great things. Dude, how big is that though? Did you see like they they're camping out at Bud Walton? Yeah, it is like it is big time basketball back at the university. My mom called me this morning on my way to work. She said, "I was watching the news and they were interviewing some people up in Fayetteville and they were intense. Why were they intense? It's cold." I said, "Mom, because they're." waiting to get into the game yeah she said why <laughs> i said well i said i said you know they want to get good seats and they want their students and she said well what about class i said yeah they're not going to class <laughs> they're skipping it yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when i mentioned ronnie james going to like civics he goes ronnie james ain't going to class yeah yeah like, like, but, uh, I think Roddy's attending like psychology. Like, no, that's gonna be a big game tonight. What time does it start? Do you know, I believe it's eight fifteen. It's a late. It's good a late. Good. I think the crowd should be good and lubricated. Um, if you get my drift, yeah. Um, they're probably getting the students probably getting lubricated in the tents, and uh, it it should be raucous. It, I mean, um. This will not be the. This will be this. This will be a crowd similar to what Auburn meant when they were number one a few years ago. This will be Bud Walton at its at its loudest. Now that being said, if you think Duke is going to come in and be intimidated, but hmm. Bud Walton Arena, no. you have another thing coming no. because these kids have to go to Chapel Hill. Where they like them about as much as my ex wife liked me when we were going through a divorce. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just ain't it. They, 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 they're used to environments like this. Yeah. Now, I don't, I know Bud Walton can be a different beast. It gives you the advantage. Um, I'd like to, I wish we had Traymon Mark, but we don't. Yeah. And obviously, by the time this comes out, the game will already happen. So we won't know. Um, so I'm not going to, so who you, you picking us or you picking Duke, Travis? I just want to know. I'm going us. I'm going to be back the at home. Fans will carry us through. Traymond Marks out. Um, we just took it on the chin in, um, in, in the Bahamas. That being said, when was the last time we played a basketball game, Travis? Was it uh Saturday or black Friday? Yeah. Yeah. 
So Saturday, so that's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you give Eric Musselman three days to prepare. I mean, just – I'm going to say Duke's going to win it at the end, but it's going to be a dogfight because Eric Musselman will have these kids prepared. I say Devo goes for at least 25 points. Ooh, Comes out fired up. Yeah. Trevor in Brazil has another – uh, I, he has at least three threes tonight. Okay. And a couple good dunks. Yeah. Yeah. If this team starts making layups, watch out. I mean, there's, I mean, they had that, like that game against UNC Greensboro. I mean, that doesn't concern me because that was just one of them games. They were just off. Yeah. They were getting the looks they needed. The ball just wasn't going in the basket. And over the course of the season, I think every team's going to have one like that. Yeah. So, so. Well, Clint, Bobby's back. Bobby is back. Bobby Bobby's is back. back, and he's we're all um, gonna be in trouble. Hey, y'all. Hey. Just keep him, keep him away from Barnhill where they play volleyball. I think we'll be all right. You know, when I messed up today, what'd you do? Well, I, I didn't. I didn't think about it. I kept referring to the motorcycle accident. And I meant to casually say the got beat up by your mistress's boyfriend incident. But anyway, um, um, that motorcycle yeah, wasn't that that motorcycle wasn't that beat up, folks. No. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that beat up. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> you know, guys, he did not get fired for having an affair. Nope. He got fired for two reasons: lying to his boss and misusing state funds to hire his mistress. Right. So that's why he got fired. Not because he had an affair. That's right. That's not grounds to lose your job. That's right. Hey, Sorry. did you hear um someone said something about Jeff Long is moving up to Fayetteville? Or Northwest Arkansas? Well, let's just get the band back together, baby. <laughs> Let's bring back Pepsi and let's just do it all. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Pepsi, get some diet Pepsi. By the way, I, would you can you think of just something vile that you'd rather drink other than diet Pepsi? <laughs> like if it was a vile of deer urine in front of me or diet Pepsi, I might be tempted to drink the deer urine. <laughs> I don't I haven't had a soda in years, but oh my goodness. Yeah. It was weird because my wife came over here and was just standing right there at the corner, like, what? What are you doing? What, like, what? I'm like, oh, I forgot. I texted her and said, Will you bring me a cup of coffee? <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, All right, folks. Well, thanks for watching, listening. Like, share, comment. Hey, how are we wrong about Bobby? Tell us. Tell us how we're wrong. Tell us. Go ahead, lay into us. Play into are. us. We can take it. We're big boys. Look at us. Look at beefy. We're big boy. Beefy. Beefcake. I can, I can whoop the Grinch. I can whoop the Grinch. I can whoop you. Come on. You know what I count? Two beefcakes. One, two. That's right. Beefcakes. Beefcakes. Produce the barber. Yeah. <laughs> like, share, comment. Peace out. Go hogs. Beat them dirty blue devils! Beat them! Sweat! One!